I'm ready. Let's give it, give it, man. Give it all your energy. Come on. Okay. All right. Come on. Me, 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 me. Hundred <clears throat> percent, man. Batman knobbed Robin in front of the Green Goblin. Welcome to a special episode, not of the Cruisecast, Alex. We're back no. with the Arnithology. As the Arnithology. OG. Yeah. Yeah. The original recipe. Classic. OOP. Sure. The original podcast, the Arnithology. We're back. And this week we are reviewing... Killing Gunther, which we've been talking about doing for quite a long time now. We have. And why Why suddenly this week, when, as opposed to when it was released? Well, it was only released... In this country, uh, a fortnight ago. Yeah. It never made it to the cinema. It was actually originally released on Video On Demand in America before having a short cinema run. Yeah, weird. Um, Good news, though. It opened in Poland in the cinema last week, so fingers crossed. Before we get into talking about Killing Gunther, Alex and I have taken part in another podcast project uh, organized by long-term listener... Sometime fan, correspondent, if you will, to the Arnithology, uh, Adam Stolfo, who has a podcast in Australia called Real Chat, which is doing very well. And it's gone through a bit of a renaissance. They used to just talk about franchise movies. So they would do like the Terminator series. Right. And since they've come back in October of 2017, they've started counting down the top 100 movies as voted for in 2017 by the readers of Empire Magazine. Right. And Adam got in touch. He's been in touch for a long time about having us guest on one of their episodes. Yeah, he said uh, he said to us, uh, get, take your pick of the Arnie movies, right? Of Pretty, pretty much, w- yeah. Of the, one, the ones that are in the top 100, yeah. What were our choices in the end? Uh, Terminator 1, Terminator 2, and Predator. Yeah, that was a no-brainer for me. I think we pretty much said everything we can about the Terminator films, we've done two episodes on T2 and the Terminator franchise as a whole. So I, I think we just sort of thought Predator would be a more interesting mm. conversation. Oh, it was so great to revisit it. It was amazing. I'm, I'm like bringing out my Jimmy Fallon there. So great. So great. It was It was great. It, it was good. And uh, really, like we went really in depth. What was it, like a three-hour record in the end? It was getting that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how much... He cuts down... Um, All of Alex. Gone. <laughs> possibly. Possibly. Most of what Alex said, gone. So I'd like to think that we're still in the episode by the time it comes out yeah. in May. Uh, it's be amazing if he's but like, possibly sorry, not. bros, you've got to, got to cut you all out. Yeah. He's going to just cut us all out. But no, they've got a very professional crew over there, and uh, mm. it was really good fun. And yeah, it was fun to, to revisit Predator away from the pressure of having to slot it into, you know, what we do, our, our anthology and our right. chronology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that will be coming out uh, towards the end of May. So take a listen to some of uh, Real Chat's latest episodes to see what they're doing and keep an eye out for when they get to number 87 in the countdown, because uh, your friends Alex and Ben will be on That'll it. That'll be us. Yeah, and you know, keep listening to Real Chat as well. Um, we'll be posting... Uh, you know, notices about when, when we're going to be on there. And uh, yeah, please listen, listen to that episode. It'll help us as well to get a bit more support. 
maybe we'll manage to steal some of those amazing real chat listeners. I mean, my goal, I probably probably shouldn't say this in case Adam listens to this, but... It's all right. It's all right. We'll cut it. We'll cut it. Will we? Okay. Yeah. My goal really is to sort of Trojan horse it. We've infiltrated his camp yeah. now. Great. His listeners are going to hear us and go... Yeah, I don't. I don't really like the way podcasting is approached right. in a professional sense. I kind of like these two. I think jackasses is a is a fair term. I mean, if I was being more offensive, morons. I guess one of our one of our review reviewers nailed it. They said basically these two weirdos watch every single one of Arnie films or Cruise films. I think we are two weirdos watching go. Arnie films. But you, oh, so wait. Let me see if I understand what you're saying. You're saying that. We're we're now engaged, fully engaged in a campaign to get all of the real chat listeners. It's a pod coup, yeah. A pod coup, great. Let's not tell Adam. No, no. I, I mean, my backup plan is basically to hire someone to go around and rip out his vocal cords. And wow. That, that I mean, that'll work. I put my fist in your throat and we're about to get down spine! You spotted my segue. It it ties us thematically into the film that we're here to discuss. Killing Gunther from 2017, written and directed by Taron Killam. You may not know that name, and but if you did. And yeah, and starring Taron Killam. Uh, and also Bobby Moynihan, Kobe Smolders, Hannah Simone, Aaron Yu, Alison Tolman, a bunch of other people, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is why we're here. Um, a lot of those people that I've just reeled off there. Bobby Moynihan and uh, Taron Killam, especially our Saturday Night Live right. alumni, and that's where they've got their big break. Yeah. Um, now we've been waiting to see this one for a while. I, the trailer came out, I think, towards the beginning of when we were doing Tom Cruise, and we got cautiously excited about it because it looked like a lot of fun. It looked like Arnie was going to be doing an action something, comedy, yeah, basically, something fun. Yeah. Uh, which is which is what this pertains to be. Yeah. And the rough plot is that. Uh, this elusive Gunther is the world's greatest hitman and uh, is putting all the other hitmen in the business to shame. So they team up under Taron Killam's guidance to put together a super squad to kill Gunther so that they will have monopoly over the assassination game. Now, it's a it's got a mockumentary approach as well. So they've hired a documentary to follow them around so that they can prove we killed Gunther. Hired? I think yeah. they kind of, at gunpoint, got them to uh, continue. Well, okay, yeah. as it goes on. But the yeah, title card enough. at the beginning they says, agreed. we accepted yeah, yeah. the job. I guess yeah. they agreed, yeah. So I saw this before you, um, yeah. and we realised that we wouldn't have the time to record straight away. You don't like a big break between watching the film and recording. No. So you've just watched it today. I gave it a second watch today. I'm interested, Alex, to hear mm-hmm. your opinion mm-hmm. of Killing Gunther. Take it away. Right. Well, normally we give a rating and I think I just want to, like, we just save that towards the end. And I don't know, are we going to try and slot this into the Arnie rankings at the end somewhere? Are we going to try and do that like we normally do? I'm not going to give it an official position. I could it's talk not, about not an Arnie it... film. Oh, no, no, no. I think, I... yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put it in the official ranking. I will discuss whether it belongs anywhere near the top or bottom 10, though, if you, yeah. if you like. Yeah. Um, it's not not an Arnie movie. He's in it for a surprisingly short amount of time, given the promotion and everything that you see, uh, which I think is a mistake. I know this is like, so it might be an obvious or biased thing to say. I think he's the best thing about it until a certain point. Listen, it's a it's a C. 
I won't give it a, a rank or a marking or whatever. It's a C plus maybe. Moments that I might I was going I might give it a B, but it's really what it's a, it's a hard fail for me. Just moments. What like it's an F for you? It's getting down there. Yeah. Well, listen. I expected nothing. I expected nothing. I didn't even expect to get one laugh, let alone three. And oh, you got three laughs, did you? Yeah, three or okay. four actually. I listen. I wasn't taking it seriously. I wasn't hating on it. While I was watching it, I'm I'm probably never, ever going to see it again, though. The only reason why I watched this movie is because Arnie was in it. If Arnie wasn't in it, and I didn't have a lot of love for Arnie, I think I'd probably hate on this quite badly. There's there's a lot of bits in it that I know they were trying to pass off as jokes, or yeah. as like a funny thing, but it just smacked of like really bad production values. And I don't know whether that... Like, for example, all these uh, photos of them from their pasts, yeah. Right, of each characters from the past. Bad photoshopping, I love it. Yeah, I, I didn't think of it as a f- gag. And I know it is a gag. There's no reason they couldn't do honestly, good though, Honestly, though, you can't tell if something problem. is supposed to be funny or not. Because so much of the humour falls flat. Right, and, right. And the, the right. this, for me, I, I don't want to hate on it. It's right, not right. actually worth hatred. No. But the reason I say it's a hard fail is because it doesn't succeed at anything it sets out to do for me, right? It's nowhere yeah. near passing the six laugh test. None of the action is exciting either, so you can't pass no. it off as a passable action comedy. And it's a big mistake, in my opinion, to hold Arnold Schwarzenegger off for until the last 20 minutes. Agreed. Because that was my biggest problem. That's my biggest problem. It, it, it would actually work better having him in that role yeah. if you didn't know he was in the film. But then you don't have a saleable right. film because yeah. he's the biggest star in it. it. That's my point exactly. So don't really put him yeah. in the last 20 minutes of the film. No. It would actually... Because the, there's a reveal that... Sound the spoiler collection! He's been various characters all throughout the film spoiler yeah. alert and he's also hired his own documentary crew to make his own film about how he's going to crush blake yeah. Taron Killam's it's character. supposed to be an amazing third act twist but it, well it isn't it's it's so obvious that, yeah. that that's happening but you yeah. know by yeah, the time yeah. you get to the halfway mark but it actually would have made a more interesting film or a better film in my opinion if they'd just been open with that right from the start and they had both documentaries right. intercut. And then the third act is when they join up at the end. Then they meet up. Yeah. yeah. It'll be and brilliant. The, the only thing it robs you of is one of the high points in the film, which is the first time you hear Arnie's voice. When they're in his house, everyone's about to shoot each other, and then you, he's off camera and you just hear him say, put your weapons down. Yeah. It actually lands and you go, oh my God, the film's going to come to life. But for me, it actually doesn't. And yeah. I can't say that Arnie's the best thing about the film either. Yeah, well, I was just really glad to see him on it. There's those first few minutes when he's on screen. I think I was wanting him to see him so badly. I was like, okay, finally. And then he's got this kind of relaxed, where he's kind of mostly himself style of acting, which we don't see very often. And I've always wanted to see more and more of it in a movie. So that's the reason why I'm saying he's the best thing about it, because... And the reason why I hesitated the first time I said it, I was like, ah. So Moynihan's the best thing about it for me. I agree. I think right. Bobby Moynihan 
he got the only real laugh out of me. Oh, okay, so you had one. Good. Because he's got... Wait, he's just got was it? A... Can I guess what it was for you? Go on. Karaoke. No, it wasn't. Oh. It was earlier than that, actually. It was when we first see him at his house, and he goes to get the key, and he just goes, oh, that's just all spiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that got me, too. Like, he got all my laughs, like... Yeah, all, all of he's he's very charming. He's a very yeah, effortless yeah. performer, and I think he's the one person who embraced the faux documentary style. Yeah, you're right, and yeah. sort of made it work. Everyone else is so broad. I actually think that he's the biggest talent there. It, possibly. I mean, I've got a lot of time for Kobe Smulders, but she's barely in it. Well, I didn't mean that. Like, I didn't mean the highest grade of celebrity. No, I just mean most talented. He's got, yeah, he's got fuckloads of talent. That guy. Yeah, he's he is a very talented comedy performer. Yeah, right. And, I think and, they're yeah, blessed he's, to he's have charming. him. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I agree with all of the things that you say are failings and the reason why they fail. It just didn't bug me today. I think that's that's why I'm at. That's why I'm giving it a C. And I and I my last, very last note was that I think the main problem with this is that it was written, directed, and starred by the same person. And oh. I don't want to say it's because of that person, but that doesn't normally work. Like, surely a lot of people know that that doesn't normally work to write, star, and direct. Well, why do you say it doesn't normally work? Because I think it's just about a group dynamic. I think it's like you're taking on so many roles, right? So, for example, let's take Ragnarok. Okay, that's an example. And he wasn't starring in that, the director. But did he write it as well? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's an example of it working, I guess. But he's um, not. He's I, not... I, I think in comedy it can work very well. I mean, look at The Office. Yeah, yeah, The English Office. Yeah. I, I just think yeah, more, okay. more importantly than that, I don't think the script is anywhere near up to snuff. the The comedy setups are so obvious and so broad. Yeah. They're signposted, and there's nothing clever enough about the reveal for it to still be funny. And the the reason that Bobby Moynihan gets the couple of laughs is because he's the one who comes out with a couple of unexpected moments and they catch you off guard. You go, oh, that was nice. Yeah. Zelda was good. Zelda. So um, uh, Steve Steve Bacic, Batsits, Bacic, B-A-C-I-C. I I never know how to pronounce his name. He's the guy, he's Max. He's like this. The first guy that gets killed. Yuppie killer, right. He comes in and. It's just about to say where Gunther's address is, and he gets a shot through the head. But he's holding some kind of like USB drive or something that gets shot, and the tech guy is like, like blowing it, like to try and make it like work. He's like, I don't know, man, it looks pretty fried, and he blows it, and just he's putting it. Moynihan just whispers under his voice, "Come on, man, that's not going to work. It's not Zelda." All right, okay. I loved it because that's what you used to do with NES games. NES games, yeah. yeah. Moynihan has these little moments, and that's that's what I'm trying to say, is that he steals the show to some degree by doing that. But I also feel he's the only one that pulls it off. Hannah Simone attempts it a couple of times. You just know, you know there are moments where there's like, there's obviously got room or scope for ad-lib lines. Yeah. Um, and that's really super necessary in a film of this format. But to give it that mockumentary feel, you've got to have people just riffing off each other. Well, certainly with the ability to riff, yeah. Yeah, it, it almost never landed like, in this. It never, it just felt like that's what they were doing rather than it being something that they were really their characters. They just look like the actors trying to have fun making a movie. When you see that, it's like, well, you've got to go completely that way. Yeah, it's not, it's not Naked Gun. Right? No, no, sure. It's not a spoof. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think the cast is the problem necessarily. I think they're most of them are fine. Yeah, I just think it all comes down to the script and for how ambitious I think on the page some of the action leanings would be having, you know, shootouts and explosions and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't have the budget to carry it off. It needed to be much more contained than it is. You know, they're trying to spread this out over different cities and have these action set pieces that you can't see. And when you do see them, the effects are not up to snuff. It, it's mm. clearly a, a low-budget film. And uh, yeah, it's just the script wasn't there. It, it's not a bad concept. It's a good concept. No, that's exactly what I wrote. I like, I like this setup. You know, yeah. I, I like the idea. And it's the execution of it. Uh, not not just what you see on screen, but the the way the plot's put together in the end. And you that was the exact point I wrote. It's like there's, they made a real mistake just in terms of, I mean, I'm sure they did it in terms of the marketing, but I don't know what it did for them in the end to, to, to promote it using Arnie. But it, can you imagine if this was some kind of like stealth film that you just, no one ever knew that Arnie was in it until it was released? And he's in none of the promotional material. And then when you find out who Gunther is, that it's Arnie, that would have really changed the the, the film for me. They could have right. done it exactly the way they did. But then you need to have something else to lure punters in because he right. is the only star in the film. Yeah, mega without, star anyway. Without him, there there just isn't enough to to get to put in a trailer to have you say, "Oh yeah, I'll go and see that." Right. But what I'm what I'm doing, and it's one of the reasons why I try not to read anything or see any trailers about for, for movies that I want to see. I want to just get the story like you would if you sat around a campfire and someone says, I'm going to tell you a story you've never heard before. And it just starts. It's like you would go, whoa, 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 I want to read some reviews first. I want to watch a trailer. You don't. And it's some quite gripping and compelling stories. I've been around some storytellers who just tell you this verbal story. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. And that's the that's the angle that I'm coming from when I say that. In terms of promotion, you, of course you're right. It's like you've got you've got this movie. You don't not use Arnie to do that. But it would have been it would have been a really ballsy move to try that to to not do that. And I think the effect is actually very harmful for them. Which is, I mean, there is a poster for this film yeah. where the only thing on the poster is Arnie and a gun. Yeah, that's right. none of the other cast members are on it. Not I was looking at that. Um, there's a, there's a painted one where he's in the center. Looks like. The Ragnarok poster, or yeah. like an old Bond poster. But I think they really hurt themselves because you feel that you've been cheated. You feel that you've been shortchanged. It's frankly criminal to have Arnie front and centre yeah. on the poster, even if yeah. the character that the film is named after is his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us some of that character then. You, you don't spend any time with it. It's not a good sign that I'm checking the time. Like sometimes I check the time on the film to just get an impre- uh, get a feel for where where we're at, like what act are we in, what half, what third are we in? But I'm checking the time because I'm because I'm making notes like 45 minutes in, still no Arnie. Yeah. 56 minutes in, I'm upset now. Where's Arnie? And okay, again, I get it. I'm biased. This is the Arnithology. I'm watching the movie because I'm looking for Arnie. That that's the whole point. I want to know what it will be like, either without him in it or to do what you said, which is to have a, a more intertwined story where they meet up at the end and even have like the documentary crews with their agenda or something like that to another twist, you know, if you need a twist at the end. But where it really failed me and where I was like, I, I wasn't I wasn't hating on it. I wasn't not having fun. I was noticing how the film's not a good movie. 
But the reason why I was like, I might have pushed it to a B was because I was all right. I was okay until the end. Actually, until Arnie started throwing out his quips and old lines from his movies, that's a fourth wall break that the film does not prepare you for. Like, I get the fourth wall break because of the mockumentary style. But to have Arnie say, like, his best lines... Yeah, he has a line from Running Man about ripping out... Breaking, ripping out your spine. Yeah. Um, there's, he, you know, he says he's going to terminate someone. So you got you got Mr. Killam saying, like, Arnie escapes his house and gets to, the, gets to a helicopter. And he says, yeah. oh, no, he got, got to, to the, the chopper. chopper. It's like, how... How does that look good on the page? How does that, when you actually do it, go, look, I don't know how this is going to play, but I'm going to do a take where I say this. Let's see how it looks. And then when you put it into the edit, you go, yeah, that was good. That that worked out fine. It, it At no point in that process is that a good gag. Unless you make this a pseudo-sequel to Last Action Hero. Exactly. Say that the two characters have merged. You yeah. Cruciverse. Yeah. The Arnithology. Yeah. This is this is why this is why we did podcast together. I wrote really early on, like in fifteen minutes. Like, okay, I'm I'm getting this. This is like this is like a, a sort of more modern version of Last Action Hero. Like, nope. No, it isn't. No, nothing like it. I was really hoping for it at one point. I was like, they could they could take this to a, a whole new level. It would be really smart script in that sense. You know, that there's no way Arnie can be doing the guy doing all these flips and could be doing all these things. I think it, what the film really lacks is two or three other stars. I'm sure that everyone that's in that assassin group is friends with Taron Killam. But part of the problem is, as soon as they turn up, they have to start getting killed off mm. because they're being counter-hunted by this assassin. If you could have brought in, I don't know, a Jonah Hill or a -hmm. Michael Cera, just to give it that little bit more, not prestige, but, you know, know, something like, even fucking Owen Wilson or someone like that, you know? Someone who can riff, you could buy them as a bumbling assassin or whatever, and it would just elevate that group so that you don't Mm. mind spending this much time with them Mm. as long as it's fun. Because... At the point where they think they've got him and they start celebrating, it takes this weird shift into the jokes just stop completely. Like they don't, they're not even making an effort to make a comedy anymore. It's super, super lazy. And it just has Taron Killam like moping about for 20 minutes before the finale starts. Yeah, it's weird. Genuinely, everyone I've known who gave this a go turned it off at half an hour because they realized what they were in for. And it's only our commitment to Arnold Schwarzenegger that, that saw us through this. If this was something that was on Netflix yeah. and I didn't have to pay for, I don't think I would have finished it. I'm not entirely certain I would. Actually, I think I would have because I've got a pretty good staying power for shit. But I would get that. I would definitely get that feeling. And yeah, I mean, there are the reasons for why it's not a fail for me today is be, is because I laughed. You're right. There's a really saggy. I think it's like half an hour actually, in in the middle, where like it turns into a dramedy, you know. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not what you were selling. You were selling me a borderline spoof, mockumentary. And it's like, okay, I'm getting it. Uh, I kind of like the the poison guy, like re- always ready to throw his little vial. Of, he made me laugh every single time I saw him. That's the other good gag is yeah. having an assassin who throws up every time he sees blood. Yeah. 
because the way that guy played it was, uh, especially when they're in the office room, he runs in yeah. and he has some very important information. But because he sees blood, he has to just quickly throw up. Yeah. And then he gives the information. And there's no yeah. comment on you the know, the scatological nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, again, it's a good idea for a yeah, running yeah. joke. Yeah. It didn't honestly make me laugh. It no, made no. me think, oh, that's quite funny. Yeah. So, right. And so when I'm getting a lot of those, that's quite funny. I'm just sitting there smiling, going, I see what they're trying to do. It's good. Um, he, that bit isn't what made made me laugh. That part of his character isn't what made me laugh. It's every time the camera was on him when they were waiting to do something, everybody's poised there with his guns. And he's yeah. just standing there with his little vial of poison, like, I'm ready to throw this. It, it was the running gag. The, it was a gag that landed for me. And it was it was one of the few gags that it was definitely written part of the script and it's what they wanted to get a laugh out of it and they did. Well, yeah, but So here's the point. Why not give them all something completely stupid like that? Why not give them all something that makes them definitely not the best? Well, the, I think that's what they were trying to do. Bobby Moynihan's the explosives expert who keeps fucking up explosions. The Crusher has... Uh, yeah. A mechanical hand that's always running out of charge. Fine. Uh, the tech guy is not particularly great at tech. Yeah. So I think they were going for, and the one capable person in the group, Hannah Simone, yeah, is plagued by her, her overprotective yeah. helicopter dad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they all have. They, I get it. They all have something, but again, that didn't play out. Exactly. It, and right. So the moment it lost me. It, it kept losing me and then I kept giving it a go and it kept losing me and I kept giving it a go. That's what happened throughout the film. And I think that I got I got really up... I got just as upset as you when it went into this drama bit where I'm like, what are you... What are you you're just trying to sell me like a movie now, like that I'm supposed to care now about these characters. Yeah. And I never did. Arnie comes on, I'm relieved. I'm like, okay, finally. I was quite good until he started giving me his, his quips. And then there's this whole sequence at the end. The, the one year later. Oh my, uh, every single second of that I hated a lot. It's, I mean, it's super not funny and really <laughs> slow. Oh my God. And so this is where I'm fully happy to come on and hate it because on hate the ending. Cause it's like, you you got to at least land a good ending. Like, come on, something to just wrap this up or. I'll go, I'll go you one further. <sighs> and we're in super spoiler territory here. Cause I'm going to talk about the last few seconds of the film. The very end of the film... I don't think you're spoiling anything. He kills Gunther. Blake turns back up and he kills Gunther. It was a nice choice, actually, to have Kobe Smolder not go off with him. I thought that was nice. Yeah. She ends yeah. up marrying someone else. And they, right. didn't, they didn't cheat on that. And I thought, okay, you've actually done something original there. Well done. He turns up at the end. He kills him. So we think. And then they hear, beep, beep, or whatever. He opens it up. There's a bomb. He says, man, you know, shit, this guy's good explosion cut to black so it's it's it was hinting at having a darker energy that i think the film needed to end on a total bummer where actually these two guys are so obsessed with being the best assassin they've killed each other yeah but then it goes back on that and mm-hmm. shows you that no actually only blake died maybe we don't even know Arnie is still alive somehow with Semtex strapped to his body. Yeah. He survived that because he's just that fucking hard. Yeah. Why Why did we need that press conference bit at the end? Exactly. You know, so Arnie, for those of you who haven't seen it, who don't care about it being spoiled, Arnie's there in the press conference 
wearing a ridiculous disguise. He looks at the camera and puts his glasses down like, you know. Yeah, incidentally, though, yeah. why is he winking at the camera? Because that's not the documentary crew. Right. <laughs> exactly. So this is what I'm saying is that it goes, it tries to to tread this line, which is the worst line. It's like, if you're going to ruin, like destroy the physics of the of, the, of this world, set it up so that that's the case. Set it up so it's totally ridiculous and not. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But they, they didn't. It It's cartoon when it needs to be in the cartoon. It's not to be just for whatever gags they're writing at that time. And I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Incidentally, you said that Colby Smulder's not going off with... Um, or Lisa, her character name is, not going off with um, uh, Blake in the end. It was a good choice. The uh, She goes off with this guy, David. And it was another one of those lines that was like, actually, that's really funny, but I'm not laughing. But it was a really funny, smart line. So Colby Smulders is an ex-hit woman in this, whose yeah. business is called Hey Clady's. And she runs like hen do's and stuff like that like yeah it, it's it's like the um the group of women in jerry Maguire, but instead of talking about their issues they make clay penises together but it's usually for like hen do's is yeah. like one of the things that right that they do like and so that was the thing it's like so she's running these hen do parties where they make clay penises and adorn them and talk about stuff i guess um talk about women's stuff you know yeah and curtains i imagine yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, so here's the thing. and so here's the so that's all the setup for the gag and the film's doing it really well. And so it cuts to Kobe Smulders in this um epilogue and she's saying, Yeah, you know, um I was really glad actually ended up, you know, I met David and he's great, he's a great guy. Um I actually met him through one of our regular clients. <laughs> so it there's there's a smart gag in there, right? It it's not funny, but if her business is to do hendus she's one of her clients is a regular this person is getting married a lot i thought it was a funny gag that like, oh, right, okay. why would you have somebody who's a regular client when your job is to run hendus yeah fair enough it's, it's buried deep though isn't it? yeah it is buried deep but it's but again it's like there's a there's an intelligence to the writing that doesn't lend itself to the format very well and I think that the 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 pacing, the timing, the editing, so much of the execution of this it just goes off. And it, yeah, it doesn't I, work. I think I think it needed someone else to direct it. It's his first film as a director, fair enough, but I I do think it needed someone else to come in and bring all of these different styles of acting uh together so that it's more cohesive. Right. And I think he also probably needed to bring on a second writer to punch up the humour a bit. Right. So that's what I'm saying is the main problem is that he did it all. I think you're right to sort of challenge it and go, "What? that's not inherently a problem. No. It, it doesn't In, in mean this case, it is. It, it <laughs> yeah. is. It, that's, that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah. And, and of course, it isn't guaranteed to be a problem. It's a really difficult thing to do. Because I just think, you know, switching those roles and switching those hats, it's hard to get that outside perspective. And I think it's the reason why it doesn't happen a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if this film ends up on how does this get made. I, d I don't actually think it's it's bad enough in the sense of it's it's not one of those films where you go, what the fuck is going on? Because that's a, that's a how did this get made kind of film. Right, well, possibly because hardly anyone's going to see it anyway. This is just, um, it's just not good enough for all the things that it's setting out to do. Right. 
and I, I mean, I think action comedy can be quite difficult anyway, but you know, the Fast and the Furious is stepping over into that territory with some of the Jason mm. Statham stuff. Right. Um, and Jason Statham, I think, has a, a, a pretty decent history of being able to pull that kind of stuff off. Look at Spy, for instance, yeah. which is a pretty satisfying action film in a lot of places, um, right. but also yeah. really funny whenever Jason oh Statham's God. on screen. Yeah, and Sarah Fenowitz as well. You can't you Yeah, can't Sarah Fenowitz is great. Yeah, and exactly. And Marvel films, Marvel films do it all the time. They, right. they, they blend fantastic spectacle and comedy very very well thor ragnarok is an excellent example of that but i think what this needed because of the subject matter is to to actually be a bit meaner and to be a proper black comedy more like an edgar wright film you look at like hot fuzz which is a stupendously violent film yeah that would be good really funny and is doing all the stuff that this film's trying to do it's got a conspiracy it's got a great bunch of comedy actors but the but the hit rate of the gags is so fast, right. and the pacing of the film keeps up with it. Right. So recast it. Who do you have as Gunther if it's not if it's not Arnie? Jean Reno. If it's an Edgar Wright movie, that would be pretty good. I wouldn't mind Jean Reno. That would be great. But let's say okay, so it's an Edgar Wright movie. Yeah. So you've got to have Sarah Finnewitz in there. You've I'll got to like, have Peg. Uh, get Simon Nick Peg Frost, the, Simon Peg yeah, as the totally. tech guy. Get, Olivia Coleman could be the uh, the Russian. I really sister. hope you say the Gunther that I want. Come on, man, it's obvious. Bill Nye? No, Cruz, man. You have Cruz be the Gunther. It'll be perfect. now. You see, that would actually work great if every sort of five ten minutes you're cutting to his pieces to camera and he's just going. It'd be amazing. It's so fucking easy killing these guys. It's his night I and just... day character, man. Yeah, it's the same guy. It's, it's but with with extra smarm. Of course. Yeah, and have it be, and just have it be super violent as well, just like off the scale, nuts, crazy, and Listen, but also have Gunther surviving stuff that he just no way could possibly survive. Peg is the connection here because obviously he's he's friends with Cruz now. They've done a bunch of films together. Mm-hmm. I think we need to pitch this to Simon Peg. We'll get Edgar Wright involved, and. Uh, I don't know. We need we need a good title though. It's got to have a snappy title to get the cruiser. Killing Hunt, asshole assins. Yeah, there's so many ways that you can make this film better, and that's that's why I just I don't want you to think that I'm just being like negative for no, negative no, sake. It didn't make me angry. It just it just it it didn't it didn't no, I, succeed. Listen, I don't think that because the points you've made they're completely valid. I'm. I'm actually quite shocked that you're able to give it another viewing. Well done. Well, well done, man. Yeah. I mean, I was... You fast-forwarded some bits, didn't you? I didn't, but I was playing yeah. Angry Birds while it was on. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a really bad sign. Do we need to put on, like, like a, a creepiness filter for every time, like, so that it doesn't go out onto our audience every time we, we mention Hannah Simone? Look, she's very easy, very easy to look at. Um, she... She has a look that is exactly what I would say. Uh, I don't have a type, but she ticks every box uh, in the looks department. Kobe Smulders as well, to be fair, though. Um, Very different. The the most problematic thing in the cast for me, and this is just because of the other things I've seen her in, is Alison Tolman, who played the the sister of the the Russian brother and sister. I don't recognise her. She was in the first season of Fargo. Right, and she was brilliant in it. And when I saw her, I didn't know she was in the film. When I saw her name or saw her come up in the film, I thought, well, there must be something then because she's going to work her magic here. 
what a total waste. And and watching it the second time, I'd actually forgotten that she was in it. Right. That's a crying shame because yeah. I think she's going to really struggle to get decent parts uh, following on from the work that she did on Fargo, and, and that upsets me. Right, so let's talk about Arnie, the man himself, briefly. We've met, we've talked a bit about him, but... Okay, so he's clearly having a lot of fun, and so I'm happy for him. Uh, he's letting That's loose. nice. Yeah. Credit where credit's due, he looks great for a 70-year-old man, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah. Uh, the haircut really suits him, and yeah. there's a couple of shots of him in, in... There's a bit where he's wearing a lady's vest top or something yeah but his pecs are on show and yeah he's looking good he's looking solid again tonally a bit broad for my liking i would have liked him to tone it down a bit it doesn't go in the pantheon of his great comedic performances I, it does such as twins right which lots of people we realize don't like but we we do we do like it i so my note was i want to see more of this arnie but I don't want to see more of the directors and writers going, hey, guys, we got Arnie. Oh, great. Let's make him say get to the chopper. Let's make him say this. Let's make him say that. It's like every Simpsons gag nowadays is so self-referential. It's the same thing's happening to Arnie. I get it. He was a legend. I want to know what 70-year-old Arnie wants to do. Our hope for what the what Aftermath was going to be. He didn't give a terrible performance in Aftermath. At this point, it's naivety on my part, but I still think he's got it in him. Yeah. To do something like Maggie more than Aftermath, but to take that that kernel of, of a couple of moments in Maggie, mm. applied to a good script, work with someone like Tarantino or Scorsese or David Fincher or someone like that, but challenge them to challenge him and say, don't let me rest on my laurels. Don't let me fall back on my stock in trade. Mm. Take me to that extra place. So that I can at least go out with one performance that I can say I'm completely happy with that. It's very interesting. I read an interview um, from around the release of this film in America. And he was talking about some of the projects in his past that have failed. Mm. And he's he's quite candid. And he says, mm. there are things that the audience have turned their back on. And I understand why. Because we either had a shitty director who uh, wasn't coaching us enough or a shitty producer who didn't give us the time and money to make the film we needed to make, Last Action Hero, hmm. um, or I fucked up. Hmm. Now, if he's if he's got the ability to look at himself and say, I can't do everything. Hmm. But he also made a point about Maggie and Aftermath. And he said, you know, this is the exact opposite of what I'm doing in this film to the more subtle stuff that I was doing in Maggie and Aftermath. Now, that's a dangerous word to use, subtle because Aftermath's not a film that strikes me as particularly subtle. But I do think there are hints of it in Maggie. Well, there's hints of it in Maggie, but I remember what I said about that is that the subtle stuff that I that we might say is subtle in Maggie is really just Arnie looking to distance with his old face. And so he looks great, but it's like putting a piece of wood there. I don't see him doing any acting. There's good lighting, good lighting, good music. And, there are a couple of moments. You me. know, anyone could think that you and I are doing good lighting by just putting a camera on our resting face, light it well, put good music on it. Yeah, but Alex, I'm telling you, no one wants to look at that. Yeah. <laughs> the whole point of a movie yeah. star is you can just sit them in front of a camera. I agree. And I, they're watchable. I agree. But then that doesn't say that it's okay to, to say, like, oh, that's good acting is what I'm That's fine. That's but what I'm saying is a good director will be able to use that, use something. 
yeah, you know, we, yeah, we've sure. spent dozens of hours watching his films, so he's mm. clearly got something. And I yeah. don't believe that his inability to run around and blow shit up at 70 is what's stopping him from doing something good again. I agree. Yeah, that's I think, true. I think to, to come back to what you're saying, the thing that's holding, holding him back is constantly referencing those other films that he can't do anymore. Yes. Yes. And it's it is his stock in trade now to just like the man had a bloody heart surgery a few weeks ago, another and, one. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was quite uh, yeah, he was right. quite unwell, but he released a video to Twitter or Facebook or whatever as he's coming out of hospital. Yeah, and just said, "Don't worry, I'm back." And it's like, oh, mate, it's it's yeah. done. That was done twenty years ago, yeah, right? Don't don't let it die. And the thing is, is that when he's action hero Arnie. It's sad when he's governor Arnie and he's going to say some shit that's important. It's great. Uh, although I'm, you know, I'm not vegetarian or vegan. The world does need to stop eating meat and yeah. or we eat less meat. I think for, for environmental reasons, I, you know, just trying to make these statements, just trying to say things that are like meaningful and valuable. I think he's used his position to do that. And I don't think he, he's not a has been in terms of a voice that would be listened to or heard, but he is as an action hero. Yeah. And and I'd say his his most compelling work in the last few years has actually been the videos he's put out himself, challenging yeah. people like Trump and the EPA, because you can see he really cares and he can read those scripts in a very powerful way. Yeah. So yeah, we're in a very sad time for um, for Arnie fandom. I think it's. I think we're definitely in another fall. Right. It's over, man. It's it's. Oh, you think it's over? You don't think there's he's... his career is in the doldrums. The only thing yeah. that he's got coming is Tim Miller's uh, Terminator Six. I thought James Cameron was attached to it. He is in a producing role, and I believe he may have a story credit, but he's not writing it. All right, but he's given it his approval for sure. Well, he's he's given them an idea for how to reset the franchise. There's a lot of rumours going around like it's a sequel to Terminator 2 or it's a sequel to Terminator 3. Arnie himself has said, uh, I just like the character. And so what Tim Miller has done is taken just the two core characters of Sarah Connor and the Terminator and ignored everything and just done a new story. Right. So it's difficult to know what to believe. Well, that's a reboot there. So, okay, speaking of reboots and sequels, what do you want to do with this? Well, interestingly, I think the reason for that press conference shot of Arnie in the credits ties into a credit towards the very very end of the film which says Gunther will return in The Gunther Who Loved Me Wow. Brackets if this movie makes any money (laughs) I didn't notice that at all Yeah. Um, Wow. I think it's safe to say we're not going to be seeing The Gunther Who Loved Me anytime soon. No but if someone said to you you know when of course you're going to be a massive success and five or six years time and they say listen man uh we got the gunther script arnie wants to do it what, what are you going to do with it what do you want to do i'm going to reshape it i'm going to rename the character of gunther to something completely different and Trevor. i'm going to, i'm going to bait arnie into doing a completely separate film in the way that the marketing for this film baited me into watching it okay that's kind so of cruel this cruel film cag- can i make a documentary about you doing that sure and then call it Arnie killing Ben, reviving Bentha. Terrible. No, I mean there's nothing in this film. I don't want to see it remade. I don't want to see it yeah. sequelized. I don't want to see anything no. to do with it ever again. I agree. Frankly. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Leave it alone. 
So I did try and find some numbers. I couldn't actually find any. I couldn't find the budget. Right. I couldn't find the box office. Jesus, and I couldn't find Arnie's salary. That's saying, that's saying a lot. I can tell you that in two international countries that are not the UK or America, the film has grossed $200,000. Brilliant. I'd say the budget for this is probably around 10, 15 million, looking at it. Are you joking? Really? Yeah. Feels pretty high to me. Just logistically, I think, yeah, about 10, 15. It's, it's a struggle, man. I don't, I don't know what else to, I don't have anything else to say about There the isn't film. anything else to say. I mean, is it a recommendation? Would you recommend it to anyone? No, no. I'd only recommend it to Arnie fans who are interested in his career and want to know where he's at at the moment, which is us. That's the only person I would recommend it to. And I'm quite comfortable saying that if you've listened this far and you haven't seen the film, wait for it to come on one of your streaming services so you don't have to pay for it. Go to the 65-minute mark and just watch the Arnie stuff. If you're that curious about it, you're really not missing anything else. Yeah, not really. Uh, Yeah, watch the first 15 minutes and then you can skip ahead. Any lines that stand out? They don't have to be funny. Just interesting. Any lines that you... uh... No, just just the, the, the spider line. Um, yeah. And in the uh, epilogue as well, when Bobby Moynihan says that um, he converted to Islam to marry Hannah Simone, mm. and he says, uh, my choice, nothing to do with her father, like threatening to kill me if I didn't. But did he? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like her reactions throughout. Hannah Simone does well in this. Uh, and she doesn't embarrass herself at all. She's got a really good screen presence. I, I really like her from uh, New Girl. I'd, like, I'd always want to, want to see her do more. She looks the part running around with an assault rifle. <laughs> it's going to sound double-edged when I say I'd like to see more of her. But yeah, I told um, you, we need a you can, filter. You can honestly interpret that in any way that you like. Yeah. It's, it's true. I'm not saying it's a funny line in the script. It was a funny moment for me when Arnie realises that they've blown up his assistant and his driver. Yes, and he just that says, was okay. He's yeah. this fucking dickholes. Yeah. I like it. It's just... There's something about that Arnie's able to swear in a way that really works. And what's funny, or or I guess interesting, or... Yeah, it's funny. It's that I find quite a lot of foreign people don't swear that well. But he seems to really swear well. Like, he's really good. And then another one at the end, it's like... I don't know if you want to bleep this, man, because I'm going to use the C word. But he just went... I swear he called the guy who was building his house that fucking contractor. Yeah. He called him a tractor, right? It uh, it definitely sounded like that. Yeah. And again, it's difficult to say whether that was just the way he pronounces the word contractor. It was. So it kind of works to get it in there. The, the only other thing of note, really, is um, we see him in full cowboy outfit in that final stretch. True. All right, Arnie Staples. And indeed, we get some Arnie singing, in inverted commas. Amazing. Uh, to which he has said, I find that very painful to watch. Yeah. And when they played my full song over the end credits, I left the theatre. Oh. <laughs> Good. I had to switch it off. Like, it's, I had my mouth it's, open. It's not pleasant. It, yeah. it wasn't like that kind of, oh, this is so funny because it's horrible. So we haven't been able to redeem what's now a, a real downward trajectory from, from Maggie to Terminator Genesis to Aftermath to this. It's getting worse. It is getting worse. It has been bad times. I'd still say that Terminator Genesis is more disappointing than this film. But, just to raise our spirits at the end, 
the next time we will be together talking about a film will be Mission Impossible Fallout, which is but two months away. I'm really looking forward to that. Me too. It's going to be a podcast palette cleanser. I think of the films that are coming out this summer, there's only Avengers that can rival Fallout for my anticipatory levels. So just going back to Arnie Staples, uh, cigar smoking? All right, cigars, cowboys. <laughs> Man, I, your energy levels are exemplary. I, you know, yeah. I want all people in entertainment to to learn from you right now. This is not going on my show reel. This is not like yeah, a sample of what I could. No, it shows your it shows your real your realness. Come on, just get on the list, you fucking dickhole. I don't, <laughs> you fucking dickhole. I don't remember any of the other staples. That's my problem. Right. Do you remember fine. any of the Arnie staples? Uh, he doesn't go... Argh! Yeah, there's no growling. Uh, he doesn't say, get out, or get down, down. or get out of here, or put That's your trousers on. No, none of that. I don't think he says any of those. Um, he I says suppose... a bunch of his old lines, which yeah. don't count. Um, he doesn't say, I'll be back, which is fucked up. Like, he doesn't even get any spectacular kills. That was one of the things that we were tracking with Arnie. Yeah. Like, like imaginative kills. It's like, do these guys know Arnie at all? Bunch of assholes. Bunch of entitled assholes. So, do you want to rank it? Are you putting it anywhere near your top ten? No, man. It's No. No. It, it, I don't think it's even worth commenting on it. I mean, I, I feel like I want this movie to just kind of float outside of the ranking. Good. Keep an eye on our various feeds, Facebook, Twitter, Acast, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. And especially keep an eye on Facebook and Twitter for when uh, Real Chat's coming out, if you're not going to follow them. Like I say, it should be the back end of May. It's the uh, 87th of the Top 100, the Predator episode. Until Mission Impossible, Alex, I guess that's it. Wrong! Dickhole! How about the next action hero? And it's just Arnie going around showing um, Michael B. Jordan how to rip people's throats out and things like that. <laughs> just have the whole film is Arnie coaching Michael B. Jordan on how to be an action hero. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. If you get a chance, try and rip his dick off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know if that that can go in I guess it can